We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Welcome in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome in Washington, D.C. We are simulcasting today. I am hosting Bob Bernie Live. I am also guest hosting the Don Crow Show. And I welcome you. Wherever you may be listening, well, former President Donald Trump has been indicted again. This time, the January 6th uh, investigation has resulted in a new indictment. Now, so far, we don't know what the indictment is about. The indictment has been sealed, but... The grand jury has indicted the former president of the United States for his role in the January 6th riots. No, I refuse to call it an insurrection. Even in your wildest imagination, what happened on January 6th does not meet the definition of an insurrection. It was a riot. It was bad. Shouldn't have happened. There are some who should be prosecuted. Many, I think, that have been prosecuted shouldn't be. Uh, I have never condoned what happened on January 6th. Never. And I won't. It was wrong. Okay? But it was not an insurrection. Was Donald Trump responsible? No. No, no, he was not. But he has been indicted, and uh, evidently there are at least one or two other defendants that have been indicted, but the uh, indictment has been sealed. And so for now, we really don't know any of the details. And the liberal Democrats are dancing in the streets. (sighs) This is nuts. I mean, it is. This is historic in a very, very bad way. And I'll leave it at that. But that's the news. Now, this may not interest you at all. And if it doesn't, I apologize. But this absolutely fascinates me. I just saw this pop up on one of my news feeds. It's about Voyager 2. Now, some of you may immediately know about Voyager 2. Voyager 2, Voyager 1 and 2, were launched 46 years ago. 46 years ago. These spacecraft have been traveling at thousands of miles an hour away from Earth for 46 years. Voyager 2 is more than 12.3 
billion miles away. Not million, billion. 12.3 billion miles away from Earth and getting farther and farther away every day. It is so far that the radio signals uh, being sent take over 18 hours to get here. And then back, 36 hours for a return trip. Well, why is it in the news? Well, on July 21st, the uh, engineers at NASA sent a wrong command to Voyager 2. And as a result, the antenna was pointed two degrees away from Earth. Now, that's just two degrees, but it's 12.3 billion miles away. So the uh, scientists at NASA assumed we're, we'll never hear from it again. Well, today, that, in, that improper command was sent on July 21st. Today, using the Deep Space Network, all of this, I don't know whether it fascinates you, but this is fascinating stuff. Today, they have heard what they call as the heartbeat signal from the spacecraft. It is one of the most elementary radio signals that the spacecraft sends out, and it just indicates that the spacecraft is still alive. It's called the heartbeat signal. Scientists are excited because they're hoping that now that they have detected what they're calling the heartbeat signal, that they can use the deep space network to send a very, very strong radio signal back to Voyager 2 to command it to reorient the antenna to face towards Earth again so that they can establish contact. Does that not blow your mind? 12.3 billion miles away. Now, I didn't know this, but this has been operating in space for 46 years, and it is programmed to reorient itself toward the Earth several times during the year. So there is hope, even if they can't reach it right now. The next scheduled reorientation maneuver is scheduled for October 15th, and they're hoping that if they can't make contact now, um, they will be able to make contact on October 15th when the onboard computers order this spacecraft to reorient its antenna to face toward Earth. It's just incredible. Uh, they were both launched in 1977. Uh, NASA has lost contact with both of them at one time or another and then have been able to reestablish contact. Uh, Voyager 1 is 15 billion miles away and traveling at the speed of light 146,000 isn't yeah 146,000 miles per second the signal takes 18 hours for the signal to come from the spacecraft back to earth and then back to the spacecraft my 
goodness. Just absolutely. That that you think about the technology today, but this was forty six years ago. Of course, we sent people to the moon. Um, uh, fifty three years ago. How do I remember? That was the year we got married, my wife and I. Um, because I'm a Christian, because I am a creationist, because I believe in a literal interpretation of the Bible, because I take the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis literally, I believe that there was a Garden of Eden. I believe that there really was an Adam and Eve. I believe that there really was a flood. Uh, I take all of those things literally. I have for many, many years been called anti-science. Listen, I am not anti-science. I am fascinated by science, and I've always had a fascination with space. When I was in junior high, not so much in high school, but was uh, when I was in junior high school, I was obsessed with science fiction. I read every single science fiction book in our public school library, our city library. I read everything I could get on science fiction. And the crazy thing, many of the things that were science fiction in the 60s, yeah, I was in school in the 60s, yeah, I was. Many of those things are common now. Absolutely common. So you probably didn't plan on hearing a Christian talk show host talk about Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. But here's the take-home for this. These spacecraft are billions, 14, 15 billion miles away from Earth. They have not even touched any part of our universe that God has created. That signal takes 18 hours. I can talk to God and he hears me immediately and knows my name. Now that is incredible. Bob wants to come to your church. Find out how to host a CrossPower weekend at crosspower.net. Yes, my wife and I would love to come to your church. Yeah, we're in Columbus, Ohio, and many of you are in uh, Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Yeah, we've been all over. Yeah, we've been to uh, New Hampshire, Connecticut, uh, New Jersey, um, yeah, we've been we've been all over. Yeah, we would love to come to your church. Uh, and by the way, those of you listening in Washington D.C., if you would like to know more about the voice that you're hearing, uh, go to crosspower.net. That's the website for the ministry that God has given my wife and I. Small ministries, just my wife and I. Uh, president, vice president, treasurer, uh, janitor, we we just the two of us, but it's Cross Power Ministries, and the website is crosspower.net. And uh, you can learn more about what uh, 
God has given us uh, as a as a ministry. Uh, I, I love these stories. Uh, there has been hundreds of thousands of archaeological discoveries in the last hundred years in the nation of Israel, in what we usually call the Holy Land. In the modern time of archaeology, hundreds of thousands of discoveries, artifacts, etc. Not all of them relate to the Bible. Not all of them. Uh, Many are just, you know, history, Jewish history, Israeli history, and so forth. But here is the astounding thing. Out of the hundreds of thousands of discoveries, artifacts, and so forth, for those that relate directly to a biblical character, a biblical event, a biblical story, there has not been one single discovery that contradicts the Bible. Not one. Not a single one. Ah, double dog dare you to find one that has contradicted the clear teaching of Scripture. An example, and I mentioned this many times, if you go back uh, 40 years, certainly 50, but I think maybe even 40, the skeptics were saying, you know, that King David, he is such a prominent figure in your Bible. But we have never found any archaeological evidence that he ever existed. If he really was that important and that big a deal for Israel, we certainly would have found some proof of the kingdom of David, but we have found none. Well, you won't hear that today. Oh, no, 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 no. There have been hundreds and hundreds of discoveries in the last 40, 50 years that validate everything we have read about David. In fact, I've said this before, if you have the privilege of going to Israel, and I hope you do, one of the places I am certain you will visit is the Western Wall, called also the Wailing Wall. It's right by the Dome of the Rock, the Mosque of Omar, and so forth. Your bus will park out on the street by the Wailing Wall. If you walk straight across the street you will see a massive excavation of the city of David. Yeah, it's massive. The city of David. We now have so much evidence that, yes, David was a real character. Anyway, uh, isn't, that, isn't that phenomenal? Hundreds of thousands of discoveries and not one of them have contradicted the Bible. Which brings me to this headline, Historical Find in the Holy Land as 2,000-Year-Old Biblical-Era Coin Uncovered. I love this. This is just recent. Uh, Dateline uh, yesterday. Israeli Antiquities Authority announced that it found a rare silver half-shekel coin from the time of the first Jewish revolt against the Romans over 2,000 years ago in the Judean desert. 
The discovery electrified the Israeli media and the biblical and archaeological communities due to the coin's historical significance. The coin was located as part of the Judean Desert Survey led by Israeli Antiquities Authority together with the Ministry of Heritage and the Staff Officer, the blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, the international community refers to Israel's ancient biblical land as the West Bank, while Israelis refer to the region by its biblical names of Judea and Samaria. Okay, now what in the world does this have to do with anything biblical? Well, it was minted by Jewish rebels. Now, this is after the time of Jesus, shortly, uh, when Jews were revolting against the Roman Empire during the period when uh, Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. But the clear reference on the coin is to Holy Jerusalem, or Jerusalem the Holy. In other words, we know that during this time, Jerusalem was indeed exactly what the Bible said it was, the capital of Israel, and considered to be holy. It is a uh, half shekel, um, as determined by the Israeli Antiquity Authority, the coin is dated to 66 to 67. And I love this. C.E. Common Era. Don't you love that? Nobody ever says A.D. anymore. Out of, what is it? Out of Dominum in the year of our Lord. Well, they didn't change the dating system, but they could not any longer make reference to the Lord. So now they call it B.C.E., Instead of before Christ, it's the before the common era. Now, what was the dividing line between BCE and CE, which is the common use? <clears throat> the birth of Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, important discovery. And uh, does that alone prove the validity of the Bible? Of course not. But it's another piece in the puzzle. Don't ever be ashamed to be a Bible believer. Have a great evening, folks. But please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.